Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. God. That was a sort of a week. How's everybody doing? <laughs> you know, they're going to be playing a game tonight. Uh, I, I don't even know who, Bengals and Rams. Uh, and I'm just guessing that there's going to be a lot of cheering going on, right? Go, <laughs> Go home. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. My Panthers aren't in the, in the game, so. But what I, what I will say is, when we're talking about the game, people get excited about it and they cheer, but they come in a church and they're much more reserved. And I will assure you that after Monday, very few people will remember the game. I can't even tell you who's won over the past few years, right? We don't remember those things, but today is eternity. Today we're eternity building, we're eternal building. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss the kids before I forget. So all the kids, won't you stand up, please? And you're welcome to go downstairs. Robert, you can't go downstairs. <laughs> you didn't know it's Super Bowl Sunday? That's my man. I like him. Praise God. Praise God. Don't we just enjoy our kids being here? Amen. What a beautiful crowd we have for today. Praise God. Thank you, honey. Randy, they needed money. <laughs> they came to the wrong person, didn't they? Got to go to mom. I got that. That's what I tell my kids. They want money? Go see mom. You know what mom says? Go see dad. That's how we work that. Getting a little feedback up here, Nick, if we could. Yeah, thank you. Nick's doing such a great job. I appreciate him. Hey, praise God. So anyway, going back to what I was saying is uh, we come into church and we have a hard time getting excited. And, and part of that is we've been conditioned for the church to get us excited. And, and really, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to come in already ready to worship. Amen. Now, I know life gets you down. I get that. Life happens. Anybody had life experiences this morning? Amen. We all do, right? Things happen. You get frustrated. But we come into the house of God to worship. And I want to make sure we understand this. We are Pentecostal. Amen. You know what Pentecostal means? It means we're crazy. <laughs> Just so that you know. Other churches look at Pentecostals and they think, what is wrong with you? And we don't have an answer. Well, we do, but not one they would understand. And so when I talk about worship, Pentecostals go crazy. They raise their hands. That's why it's important you shower before you come. Because if you're raising hands, you may knock out three or four people, okay? All right? We got to brush our teeth because, you know, we're singing. We could literally cause someone to fall over. Amen? 
We're Pentecostal. We worship. We get into it. And it's okay to get into it, okay? It, it, you know, it, when you're bringing attention to yourself, that's where we can get fleshly. But if you're worshiping God, it's okay to worship God. Because you have to think about the things that he's done for you. Amen? Things that he's done for you. He's, he's saved me, sanctified me. He's filled with me with the Holy Ghost. He touched my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time, and I'm going to praise his name forevermore. I will never be the same. Amen. <laughs> praise God. God is a God that is worthy of our praise and worship. Well, pastor, I don't like the singers. I don't like the music. Well, that's not why we worship. Amen. I was talking, about, talking to someone about a church one time, and I've said this often. The first thing that they said is they have a they have an amazing worship team. And that bothered me because it's not about the worship team. Amen. It's about the worship. We don't put restrictions on who can be on stage other than the fact that you need to be faithful. That's a requirement. You got to be faithful, but we don't put requirements. We don't say, well, you have to have an amazing voice and you have to be able to play five instruments and all those things. You know why? Because the Bible doesn't require that. You know what the Bible says? It says, sing a joyful song to the Lord. It doesn't say, if you have a classically trained voice, you may sing. It doesn't say that. Is there anybody in here who's been classically trained? No. I mean, I went to college for about a semester to learn music, and I realized I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was playing Rachmaninoff, Chopin. I was like, man, I don't want to do that. I want to do something awesome like accounting. <laughs> right, Robert? <laughs> but I realized that that wasn't the thing for me later on. I realized that God called me to be a pastor. So when I, when I talk about worship, when I'm talking about getting in the presence of God, we each have our own individual responsibility to get into that presence. Okay, you with me? All right, because I want you to understand what it means to be Pentecostal. Being Pentecostal means that you don't come to me and ask my permission to worship God. Okay? Now, there are times that if you make it about yourself, and sometimes people do that, I have to say, hey, calm down. We're trying to get on with the rest of the message. And there's times for that. But so far, that hasn't happened, has it? We worship God. Amen? We worship God. Amen? Now, you're going to have to help me because you can tell my voice is going. So you're going to have to help me. So I'm not going to be super loud. You've got to be loud with me, okay? Amen. Who's willing to be loud with me? Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, I'm uncomfortable with all this loudness. I'm going to tell you, don't go to heaven. Because that's, it's going to be loud up there. It's going to be loud up there. If you don't like all the loudness, then maybe rethink your place of destination, okay? Because I assure you, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be screaming my lungs off, and my, my, my voice isn't going to go away like it's going away now. We're going to be worshiping God and seeing him face to face, and man, we're going to see him, and he's going to touch us, and he's going to do great things with us. To help soothe your throat. Oh, thank you. Should I do it now or later? The crunching sound in the microphone. Thank you, Mike. Amen. Thank you. So, 
This is awkward. <laughs> Too late. I feel like a cow up here. <laughs> I don't know if that was meant to help me, but it sure tasted good. When I pray for people today, they'll appreciate it since I've had coffee all morning. We're Pentecostal, and I want to assure you that we are Pentecostal. We believe in the operation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We believe that God moves through His Spirit to minister to us. I've been to a lot of churches that claim to be Pentecostal, but are not. This church, as long as I am pastor, will be Pentecostal. Amen. We will be Pentecostal. Amen? We are going to worship God. We're going to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. We're going to lift our hands. We're going to dance. We're going to sing, and we're going to shout. You mean there's dancing in church? Yes. Amen. The devil took dancing. He did something terrible with it. God approved dancing. Amen. God gave us dancing. Amen. Mike, will you let these young children know we have children's church? Amen. God bless you. Good to have you here this morning. We have children's church if they're interested in going. So we want you to know that we are here. We're here to worship God. We're here to praise Him. Amen? Amen. So I wanted, I wanted to share that with you. I want to share my heart with you because I want you to understand how important it is that we get into the Spirit every time we come to church, that we operate in the Spirit. Because if you don't, then we're just like any other church. And if we're like any other church, then we don't have anything special to offer. Amen? Now, I so said, wait a minute, Pastor. You have Jesus to offer. Yes, but Jesus has so much more. He has the Spirit that He's given us, and then we are to operate. That was a gift of God, is the Spirit. And so, having said these things, I, I said that as a precursor to what I'm going to talk about today. Last week, we talked about my God delivers. Amen? I want you to say that with me. My God delivers. Will you say that with me? Say it again. My God. You know what else God does? He heals. Come on now. He heals. We're going to talk about healing today. Guess what? We're going to have a healing service. God's going to heal somebody today. Here's my... Verse of reference, Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. Now that I've taken a mint, I can pray for you and not knock you out with my coffee breath. Are you ready? And these signs, you guys know what signs is? Sign is an evidence of God moving. Evidence of God moving. Is it just me or do you want to see some evidence of God moving? Yeah, I need to see God move, right? The problem with a lot of churches, and they talk about what used to happen in the old days. Listen, I appreciate and respect what happened in the old days, but my God said he's a God of today. I need God to move today. Amen. I love our elders. I love what happened when they came to church. 
But that's not good enough for me. It gives me a blueprint. It gives me a guide, but it doesn't do enough for me. I need my Jesus moment today. I need my Jesus moment tomorrow. I need my Jesus moment every moment of every day. You need that Jesus moment. And brothers and sisters, let me speak to my elders. God may have moved 20 years ago, but he needs to move now in your life as well. Amen. You have needs in your life. You have pain. You have sorrow. You have regret. God needs to move in your life today too. Amen? Amen. We need to be a church that quits looking at the past. We embrace it, but we don't rely on the past. We rely on the now. Amen? We rely on the promise that God has given us. And he says, you, he said, these signs will what? Follow. Follow. You ever followed somebody? My kids follow me in the store. Well, that's not true. My wife, never mind, that's a bad example too. I follow them in the story. <laughs> Somehow we wind up in the women's section, which I just hate, right? I love Fred Myers because they have a seat for us men to sit at. We, we all sit there and we look at each other. Yeah, you too? Yeah, me too. It's going to cost me $150 to get out of here. I just know it is. And so I follow them in the store, and I'm trying to keep up with them. Now, my wife, I love her, and she, she loves it when I talk about her. She's, she's kind of, she, when she walks, she just kind of, you know, walks like this, very purposeful. But when she's shopping, she's a speed demon, right? She knows where she's going, and bless God. And I'm, my legs are three times as long as hers, and I'm trying to keep up with her. I'm like, the older I get, the harder it is, right? And she's like walking, and, and she says, da 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 sell. <laughs> I'm so dead. But I'm trying to keep up with her, and I'm trying to kill her. I say, honey, wait. And I do, I do my fake heart attack thing, which doesn't go over well. But whenever you're trying to follow some means, that means you're trying to keep up with them. Amen. And brothers and sisters, when we follow God, signs are going to follow what we do. Amen. They're going to follow what we do. They're going to follow after us. Signs will follow those who believe. Does anybody in the house believe today? Does anybody in the house believe today? Does anybody in the house believe today? Do I need to break out my pom-poms again? (laughs) You'd like that, wouldn't you? Some of you missed that last week. See, when you don't come to church, you miss stuff. All right? I'm not doing it again just because of that. My wife wants me to. (laughs) Oh, she wants me to have Julie do it. (laughs) Oh, you missed it last week, didn't you? Because you were downstairs? Tough. Not going to do it. Okay. These signs follow those who believe. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you one more time. Does anybody in the house believe today? Do you believe? See, I'm not asking you to believe me because I'm not always believable. Right? Don't agree with me. (laughs) You're not supposed to agree with me. 
I'm not, a, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not always right. No, sometimes I'll joke and I'll say something that's not true. One time before a meeting, uh, Will told the group we're going to have steak and eggs, so half the group wound up at Donna's. And I'm like, no, no, we're not going there. Right? We can joke and believe. That was really funny when that happened. It wasn't funny at the moment, but it was really funny. And so we, we, we say things and we joke, and sometimes it makes us hard to believe others, but don't believe me. Believe the eternal word of God. Amen? The eternal word of God says these signs will follow those who believe. Brothers and sisters, don't you think it's about time these signs should follow us? Don't you? I mean, God is not a respecter of persons. In other words, he doesn't favor one group of people over someone else. And I believe with all my heart that God wants to move in the Glacier Valley Church of God in Juneau, Alaska. Do you know why? Because we've been seeking him. We've been praying. We've been fasting. And every time that a church comes together, you know, maybe we're not all unified. I mean, it's hard to get people totally, completely in unity. But we're praying together. You've been showing up at prayer meeting. We're praying together. And when a church does that, when a church does that, that means God honors that and rewards those that diligently seek him. Amen. Oh man, I feel the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to be having an all night prayer meeting very soon. Amen. It's going to be on a Friday night. We're going to be here all night. Amen. Amen. We're going to intercede for the city. We're going to intercede for the church because brothers and sisters, I want signs and wonders to follow us, not to build up the Glacier Valley Church of God, but to build up the name and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. They will cast out in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. That does not mean New languages, like Spanish. I took Spanish in school. You know how much I know? Nada. <laughs> I've studied it and studied it because we're going to go to Guatemala at some point. I've studied it and studied it. And, they, and I get on my little Duolingo and it says, hey, you know, say this word. And I try to say it. And they say, stop talking. <laughs> You're not even close. Now, German, ironically enough, I could pick up right away, except to the German people. They had no idea what I was saying, but that didn't matter. I knew the language, right? The Bible says we're going to speak with new tongues. That's Pentecost. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Here's what I want to get to today. They will lay hands on the sick. Oh, praise God. Wait a minute, Pastor, this, this happens today? Well, notice that word, they will. It says they will. That's a future word. There's a future word. That means it's going to happen. There's no, there's no statement from Jesus saying this will happen for about 20 years and then it'll stop. Or this will happen for 100 years and it'll die with the apostles. Why would Jesus have healing back in that day and not have it today? Amen? Do we not need healing in America today? Do we not need healing in the body of Christ today? Does this city not need healing? Jesus said, they will lay hands on the sick and they may get better. What's that word? They will? Amen. Hold on, that can't be true. They, they will recover? Is that a promise of God? Is that a promise of God? See, 
I want you to understand that as a Pentecostal church, everybody understand what I mean by Pentecostal? That means we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Amen. speaking in other tongues. As a Pentecostal church, we believe in healing. I'm going to say that one more time. We believe in healing. Can you turn me up, Nick? I'm not sure if I'm lying. Don't really turn me up. I'm just joking. Nick's like, whatever you say, Pastor, I'll do it. I'm going to say it one more time. Because I can sense the moment I said that, some doubt kind of crept into your heart. Some doubt came in that she goes, okay, pastor, you're going a little crazy. I'm with you until you said that. Do we either believe the whole word of God or do we not? Now listen, just because it doesn't work out the way you want it doesn't mean that God's a liar. Oh, that's good. Just because it doesn't work out the way you want it doesn't mean that God's a liar. God is true to his word. Just because it doesn't happen in that moment as Pentecostals, we have the expectation, the belief, the assurance, the hope, the moment that we lay hands on the sick, that God is going to do something. Amen. We believe that. We expect it. Amen. You know why I expect it? Because I have experience of God healing. See, I've lived it. I've lived it. They told me that I would never have children, and God healed my body, and he gave me two monsters. (laughs) I'm just kidding. One monster. One monster. The other one lives in Georgia right now. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I have an expectation. Now, we're going to talk about this more in a minute. Does that mean God heals every time? No. But sometimes when he doesn't heal, it gives us discernment to know what may else be happening. Maybe there's something else going on. Maybe we need to pray about that more. Maybe God's just doing it a different way. We don't have a magic formula where we just say some a few words, and then all of a sudden Jesus heals. He did it different every time. God is God. He could do it how we want. But we as Pentecostals, we have an expectation that God is going to heal. Amen? God is going to heal. And as a church that believes in Pentecostalism, we need to preach healing. Amen. We need to preach that God restores. Amen. If you come in here today and you need healing in your body, then I want you to rise up in your faith and realize that God has a healing for you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? I will do my pom-pom dance if I have to. Again, if you missed it last week, you really missed a spectacular thing. I did a split and everything. Okay, that's not true, but it felt like it. Whenever we pray for people, we accompany it by this anointing oil right here. And I want to explain the significance of this anointing oil. In the old days, in antiquity, In the Bible days, oil was considered a healing agent. But in our faith, James spoke of it. 
he equated the oil with being the healing agent, not the actual healing, but as an agent, a representation of the Holy Spirit. He says this in James chapter 5, verse 14. He says, is anyone among you sick? I'm asking that today. Is any among you sick? And this is what the Bible says. Let him. Now, forgive the masculine language there. We're going to say let him or her. That's what was meant there, okay? Let him or her call for the elders of the church. That's me and our finance committee. And let them pray over them. Is that it? We're to anoint them with oil. This oil has been prayed over. We are to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. The Bible says that we are to anoint with oil when we pray for men. In the name of Jesus commissioned it when he sent out the twelve. In verse 13 of Mark chapter 6, And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick. And what's that word there? And healed them. Praise God. There is healing in the house today. Amen. There's healing here. For us, the oil signifies the work and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just like it did in the Old Testament. It represents the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's not a magic formula, but it's a sacramental reminder of God's touch. There's types of healing. I want to go over that. This is going to be more of a teaching sermon today, okay? Because I need to, I need to educate us on these things. There's type of healing. First one is physical. Physical healing is, is that's the one that gets the most attention. Is maybe, maybe you have a brain tumor and God heals that cancer. Or, or maybe you have a broken arm and God heals that broken bone. Or maybe you have COVID or some sickness. Or maybe you have some illness and God can heal that sickness. Amen. Amen? God created our bodies. Amen. He can heal our bodies. Amen? Amen? I have seen healing in the church of people's physical bodies. But I want to talk to you today about two other miracles that are far greater than the physical healing. There is a spiritual healing. See, a lot of people have been hurt by the church. Judged by the church. I was talking with someone this week about coming to church, and they've been going through some horrible things in their life, and I really hope they're online this morning. And when I talked to them about being in church, they just kind of pulled back. I mean, they didn't actually step back from me, but they just pulled back. You can tell when somebody kind of pulls in, and, and they said, no, I, I can't. And, and the implication was, is they felt like, and, and I know this is not true of you, but it feels this way sometimes. They felt like they were going to be judged and ridiculed because of what they are going through. People have hurt from church. And it doesn't matter why that hurt was there. They were hurt. Amen. And they need to be healed from that. Amen. They need to be touched from that. There needs to be forgiveness. Amen. They need to know that the God loves them and the church loves them. And they don't need to isolate themselves. Or maybe they have a demonic spirit. That is a spiritual healing. We've had people come in this church, have demonic spirits, that they've been set free. Amen? Amen. Then we need people that need mental healing. 
There is so much mental illness here in Juneau. Because parents have forgotten how to be parents. Yeah, I said it. Moms and dads, take care of your kids. Love them. I don't care how awful they are. Love them. Don't cut them off. And and if you haven't loved them before, start now. It's never too late to start. Amen? Amen. But this epidemic that we've been in, this pandemic, we do not yet know the full extent of mental illness that has caused. We have people separated from families, separated from social situations, and they're spiraling downward because they feel alone. Let me tell you today that God can heal mental illness, okay? God can touch them. God can restore them. God can make it right again. Now, I, I am not saying that sometimes people don't need counseling. Sometimes they, don't, they need to be on medication because there's a chemical imbalance. I'm not saying any of those things. But I'm saying God can use whatever method he wants to to heal somebody. Praise God. God can bring about a healing in people's lives because we need to get past this pandemic. We need to get on with the business of God. We need to touch people's lives and let them know you don't have to be in your house forever. You need to come out and be among the people and realize that there is a God. Amen. People have gone through trauma in their lives where maybe, maybe a woman has suffered at the hands of men in their family, either physically or sexually. Listen, women, let me, let me talk to you today. I can never take back what happened to you. I can never take it back, but what I can do is I can offer you healing and forgiveness in Jesus. I'm not saying that you need to forgive it in that situation. What I'm saying is that you can forgive, and that's where the healing comes from. Amen? Women, let me tell you, you don't have to live in shame. You don't have to live like everything was your fault. Praise God. God is a healing agent for you this morning. You don't have to perpetuate what happened in your life. There's also... Men, statistically here, that have been abused, both sexually and physically, God can provide healing to you today, amen? And for a man, it's tougher, because the guilt that we carry, I'm not saying anything against you women, don't misunderstand me, but we've all suffered, amen? And we need to come to the healing cross. Amen. We need to be healed today. If we're going to walk in the power of the Lord, we don't need any restraint. We don't need any baggage. We need to be set free. Amen. God says, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And the truth is, he is healed here to heal this morning. He is here to heal. No, pastor, I want to carry all this luggage. I'm a kind of person, I know this is a shocker, but I tend to be a little stubborn. I know, you're like, no, pastor, that's not you. You're so humble and kind. Nobody's saying amen, but I'm just going to pretend like you did. <laughs> when we're going to the airport, we're traveling down to Atlanta, and we have to carry 
20 bags to go down to Atlanta for one week. Because I'm the man, I carry all the bags myself. Right, men? You know what I'm talking about. Carry all the bags myself. My wife and daughter's like, can we help you? No. I got it. <laughs> Carrying bags like this. And my wife, being ever helpful, why don't you get one of those cards? No, that's five bucks. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> I want to carry all this luggage. Ooh. You know what happens? I hurt myself. I'm not as young as I used to be. And I'm carrying these bags and I'm feeling it. And I'll complain for days. Oh, my back. And my wife, she's so sympathetic. Oh, you poor thing. She goes, I told you. I told you not to carry those bags. Now I ain't feeling sorry for you. Whose fault is it? Mine, right? It's the same thing. Some of us carry stuff around and we carry it and we carry it and we act like it's a trophy. I'm carrying this because this happened to me. Can I tell you, and I'm going to quote Frozen here, let it go. Hey man, let it go. It's time to let go of that stuff. We need to let go of those things that happen to us. Yes, it happened to you, and I'm not diminishing it, but the more you talk about it, the more you live it. Praise God, I'm talking about my future this morning, and my future is in Him. In Luke chapter 8, 35, then they went out to see what happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, was clothed and in his right mind. Praise God. This guy was running around naked with a bunch of demons in him, and somehow the people got used to that because that's all that you've ever known. And in the same way, we get used to stuff when we embrace it because oh, it's all we've never known. The Bible says, let him transform your mind. We need to get away from those things like they used to be because it's doing nothing but bringing pain in our hearts and hurt in our hearts. Let's serve God, amen, and be free from those things. Be free from our past. Be free. See, there's a choice that I'm giving you today. Be free, or be, can't talk. Be free, did it, from pain and sorrow and hurt or hold on to it and kiss that cactus every day. You ever kicked a cactus, kissed a cactus, kicked cast, whatever? You ever kissed a cactus before? Men, don't look at your husbands, or your wives, okay? I about said men, don't look at your husbands. Boy, I'm just really going off track, aren't I? <laughs> don't, stop kissing the cactus, amen? You're going to get splinters in your face. Let God free you this morning. Why do we need healing? See, we tend to blame God when, we need, when things have gone wrong in our lives, don't we? Nobody likes to admit that, but we do. God, why did you allow this to me? Why did you allow this to happen? But can I tell you, it wasn't God. It was the sin that was brought into the world by Adam and Eve. See, when Adam and Eve were cursed, it allowed sin and disease and deformity to come and our fleshly bodies to become corruptible. See, when Jesus came to earth, he came the sole purpose 
of not only delivering us from sin, but to bring us healing. Did you know that in the Gospels, approximately 80% of it deals with healing? Jesus came to heal. That was the mission. He came to heal. That did not stop at Acts. He wants to heal today. So like John 5, I'm going to ask you this. This is my question to you. Jesus went up to the, to the man at the pool, and he says, do you want to be healed? Man, what a question. I don't have the scripture, but you know what the man did is he immediately gave reasons why he couldn't be healed. And then that like us, we say, I say, do you want to be healed? Well, pastor, I heal you, but my doctor said this. Listen, I know the great physician, and he's a way better doctor than anybody we have. All right? Well, pastor, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with healing and all of that. Well, you know, we talked about this Sunday night. Maybe we need to be uncomfortable. Maybe we need to be, I want to tell you as a pastor, I'm very uncomfortable teaching about healing because in the back of my mind, I think, well, what if it doesn't happen to someone and they lose faith? But see, that's not my concern because I have to trust that Jesus is going to do what he said he was going to do. Amen. That's why, that's why pastors don't really talk about healing anymore because they're afraid of stepping out in faith. And I, to say that I'm not afraid right now would be an understatement. I, 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 I had to really pray about this a lot, but man, I feel so strong that we as a church need to talk about healing. Amen. I want you to know that, that Jesus is asking the question just like he did nearly 2,000 years ago. He is saying to you, do you want to be healed? Amen. Do you want to feel him? Do you want to be made whole? To be made whole means not just a touch, it's a complete touch. Amen. Do you want to be healed? Amen. I want you to know, first of all, he is able. Say that with me. He is able. I want to hear it again. He is able. To the person that has doubt in their heart right now, I want you to say it with me again. And I say, I say that person, but I want everybody to say it, okay? He is able. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 28. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him. Now, I want you to remember, these people were blind. They had no sight. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? What a question. In John chapter 6, it talks about the, the blind man at Bethsaida. And, and, and when the Pharisees were questioning him, how do you know he did this? He goes, listen, never before in the history of mankind has anyone ever been cured or healed from blindness. And this man did it. Praise God. I want you to know he is able. Say that with me again. He is able. But there is a responsibility that comes in this. They said unto him, yes, Lord. Whew. 
We need to say in our spirit, not just with our vocal cords. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you're able. Yeah, come on now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you're able. We're going to get Pentecostal if I have to kind of drag us. Amen. If I have to drag you, we're going to get there. Amen. Pastor, you're getting too emotional. Yes. Listen, if I, if there's a particular place that I like to go eat, I'm not going to come to you like this little hot spot down here by Off Bay for the burgers. You guys ever had that? Oh, that hot spot. You know, that's all right. Uh, hot bite. Sorry. Hot spot. They should be called hot spot. I'm going to change it. <laughs> that hot bites. You know, I really like them. They're good. They got good burgers, good shakes. Yeah. I like them. How would you feel about that? You're like, I ain't going there. There's no excitement or passion in his voice. But if I get up here and I say, man, I got to tell you about a place called Hot Spot that is really hot bites, but I call it Hot Spot. And you're like, he's crazy. And I'm telling you, I give it out of five stars. I'm giving it six stars. You put six stars. You put your mouth on the burger and you bite into it and juice of heaven comes out your mouth and fries and they got big old chunks of shake. And oh my Lord, I just feel it when I, my, and then right now you start to get hungry. Right? Right now you're starting like, we he shut up talking about this. And you're like, you're like, and then the burger, and I bite into it. I like a little pepper jack cheese, and I like some, I like some mushrooms, and I like, and I start talking like an African-American preacher, right? I like some mushrooms, and I like some, some pineapple, and I like some bacon. Okay, maybe not the pineapple. But anyway, I go on and on about this place, and, and eventually, just to get me to shut up, you go try it. <laughs> Amen? Man, if we were only that way about God. Man, when I get up and I talk about his healing power, when I talk about how he set me free, how he healed me from every hurt, every pain, when I was hurt in the church, when I was hurt in the world, when I was hurt in relationships, he lifted me up. Brothers and sisters, I will not shut up for what he's done for me, and we should not do the same. Amen? He is able. Hallelujah. He's able. Let me ask you a question. If he's able, don't you think he would do it? Amen. James talks about how every good and perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of lights. In other words, if you have a gift, why would God not want to do that? Amen? Why would God not? If I had a gift for you, what kind of person would I be not giving it to you? Amen? Amen. That'd be terrible. If I have a gift for you and I got your name on it, and I'm going to say, I have this gift for you, but you can't have it. You would hate me, wouldn't you? I would. If you had a gift for me and you wouldn't give it to me, you and I are going to have some words. Especially if it was a, if it was a certificate to Hot Bites. <laughs> Spoiler alert, pastors like food. Amen. I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody brought me some fry bread today. I'm praying for them extra special this week. (laughs) And guess who doesn't get any? He is able. Say that with me again. He is able. And you know what else? Are you ready for this? You ready? 
He's willing. Now see, it's one thing to be able. It's a whole nother step to be willing. See, you may need $20. I may have $20, but I may not be willing to give you $20. Amen? Because I like my money. (laughs) My daughter may want my $20, and I will have to give it to her. That's the rule of a dad. Right? But God says, now listen, let this get in your spirit, please. God says he is willing. Listen to this scripture, Matthew chapter eight, verses one through three. And when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him and behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, oh man, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. See, he already took the, he already took it away from Jesus. He's, he's already passed the fact that he's able He's just saying, if you're willing. And Jesus said this, Jesus put out his hand and touched him. Now, I want you to understand, a leper, they believed that that disease was contagious. They, they felt like that if you were near, as a matter of fact, they had rules about lepers that you couldn't get anywhere near the population, that you had to stay on the outskirts of town. But he was so desperate for his healing that he came down to Jesus and said, if you're willing, you can do it. And then Jesus reached out and took his hand, something that you were not supposed to do. The Son of God touched something that was unclean. He was seen as a rabbi. He wasn't supposed to do that, but Jesus defied all expectations. He defied every rule that was not of God. He reached out and touched him. He says, Amen. See, some of you feel so broken that you feel like nobody can touch you. You're so broken, you feel like nothing's good about you. But the Lord himself reaches his hand out right now, and he says, I am willing. I am willing. There have been people that rejected you. There's been people that's turned their back on you. There's people that have left you, but not Jesus. You are not an outcast to him. You are salvageable to him. You are special to him. He looks to you right now and he says, I am willing. And then there's another step. After he said he was willing, the Bible says, after he said, be cleansed, the leprosy, Immediately left. Do you know what immediately means? Do you know when that means? It wasn't 10 years from then. Right now. When my wife calls me to dinner, she doesn't mean 10 minutes from now. She means right now. You know what happens if I don't come right away? My food gets cold. Jesus says, right now, immediately, come on now, say that word with me, immediately, he's willing. I want you to know that to receive something from the Lord today, you're going to have to step out. There's none of this, 
Now, God can do whatever he wants, but I'm just telling you what he's telling me today. There's none of this, I'm just going to stay in my seat and receive from the Lord. No. No, you need to step out. We need to step out and receive. Let me tell you why. Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 44. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, and I can go into that more, but I'm not going to, who has spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And uh, what's that word again? Immediately. Immediately. I skipped ahead a little bit. Verse 44, came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. See that immediately is twice? Immediately. Brothers and sisters, you're going to have to push through some emotions right now. You know what those emotions are? Doubt. Embarrassment. Pastor, I don't want anybody to know what I'm going through. Listen, I'm not here to judge you. If you need healing, you need healing. Amen? This woman had an issue of blood. She was isolated from her family. You know, that issue of blood means it means she was constantly on her cycle every day for all of her life. She couldn't stop the blood flow, and that kept her from going to the house of God because she was considered unclean. And some of you have been kept from going to the house of God because you feel unclean. I want to tell you this morning, there is healing now in the name of Jesus. But you got to step forward. you gotta, you got to reach out and touch the Lord. As he passes by, you'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment. Your need he will supply. Reach out, reach out, and touch the Lord. Amen. I want to tell you today that God's healing touch is here today, not by my power, not by anything that I do, certainly not by this, but it is a representation of his touch. Amen. And I want to tell you today that God is here for you. Praise God. The blind man was told to shut up. He was crying out. He was crying out. Listen to this in Mark chapter 10, verse 48. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Some of you have been trying to find the Lord and people have been telling you to shut up. It's time for them to shut up. Amen? It's time for them to shut up. The Lord needs to have his way in your life today. So my question today is to you. Are you ready to be healed? Are you willing? Are you willing to step out of your seat? Now, here's what I want to say. I've given you what the word of God says. But I want to tell you that not everybody Jesus encountered was healed. In Acts chapter 4, I believe, Peter and John were on the way to the temple. And they met someone asking for alms. And they made that famous statement, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Do you not think Jesus didn't pass that person by? He did. So not everyone Jesus met at that moment, he healed because their healing came later. But we have an expectation this morning. I have an expectation. I have an expectation that you're going to be healed. 
But it doesn't matter what I think. What matters is how you feel. I believe someone's going to be healed today. Now, there's some healings that we will never see because it's, it's in here. It's emotional. But whatever it is, and I don't care if anybody's healed today, I'm still going to preach healing because God wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. What do you need healing today? What do you need? What do you need today? I'm, I'm not talking like this is a convenience store. I'm not talking about that. But the Lord brought you here today because he knew you needed something. Amen? What do you need from him? What do you need? You'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. On Facebook, if you have a need, I want you to write it in the comments. But I want to tell you, the Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Stand with me, please. If you need healing in your body, don't wait. Make your way out of your seat right now and come to the altar. Come to the altar. If you need healing in your body, come to the altar right now. Don't wait. Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on your YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.